By the sweat of your brow you shall eat bread, until you return to the ground from which you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. And if you're anything like me, you are still finding pine needles in your carpet, and you limped through Catholic Schools Week and all the dress-down days and all the half days and all the celebrations, and we made the Valentine's Day boxes, and just when you think you're going to get catch your breath, it's like, boom, it's Lent. So I am not, like, super organized and really have my act together like a lot of moms do in the Catholic world. Like, there are some really awesome, amazing mommies that are, like, doing crafts, like, weeks ahead of time. They're preparing their kids and their hearts for Easter. I'm just trying to get through every day. (laughs) So, but I wanted you to just get, like, one week heads up because I know so many times I go into Advent and it's like the first day of Advent and I don't even have the candles, I don't have the bags up, and I'm like, ah, right? So I just wanted to jump out ahead of you by just a week and say next Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. And so let's just use this week to kind of prepare our hearts and our minds for entering into this most holy season that we celebrate as Catholics. And how can we make this Lenten season really count? How can we emerge on Easter morning renewed in our faith and just be different from who we are today? Because that's the whole purpose of Lent is to spend these 40 days just trying to become better people, cleansing ourselves of sin, and just working a little bit harder. And I'm not out to make this horrible or torturous. I just want to give you a little bit of background about why we go into the 40 days and the ashes. And then I've got some easy tips and tricks for you and a new opportunity that I will be offering at the end. So stick around to the full end of this episode to hear what I've got coming up for you. All right, so let's talk about the ashes themselves. So the ashes hearken back to the Garden of Eden, and that's where our opening Bible passage comes from. It comes from the book of Genesis. And But when you go to church on Wednesday and you receive your ashes, the priest is going to place the ashes on your forehead, and he'll utter the words, Remember you are dust, and that to dust you shall return. And that's almost a direct quotation from the Um, book of Genesis and the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve have eaten of the forbidden fruit. So 
it is meant to remind us of our own mortality and that our sins is what it distance us from God. What's the, don't you remember memorizing the definitions and sin is like, what is it? It is the separation of us from God. You know, like every time you sin, you're kind of like pushing him a little bit farther away. So this line is to remind us of our own mortality. It's to remind us that our time here on earth is limited and really to get you to think, what are you doing? Like every single day, it's, it's actually, it's a, it's a practice of the Stoics. If you ever follow like the daily Stoic or, um, read this, um, Stoic philosophy, they are every day reminding themselves of of their own mortality. And I do think it's a, it's not a morbid practice. I think it's a wonderful, beautiful practice because think about it. If you were always thinking, is this the last time I'm going to see this person? How do I want to leave this conversation? If this is the last time I tuck my kids in at bed, do I want it to be a loving tuck-in or is it going to be screaming and yelling, you know? And like, I'm not saying this to make you feel guilty or bad because I'm saying like we had a horrible night tonight getting kids to bed. (laughs) So I'm not one to talk, but it is good to reflect on these things and say, okay, how can we do better tomorrow? Okay. And that's really what these 40 days are for. Um, In the Old Testament too, you know, it's, I kind of think of it, the Old Testament is like, scary God, angry God, weird things happening, right? Like mysterious ancient rituals. And there were burnt offerings in the Old Testament. And um, is it, who who is it? Abraham? I don't even know. Isaac? Is it Abraham taking Isaac up to offer his own son as a sacrifice? Like this is craziness, right? When you think about it. But the offering of animal sacrifices was part of the purification rites of the temple priests. And so this is our time uh, in these 40 days of Lent to think about the purification of our own souls and to take the time to go to confession. As Catholics, we are only required to go to confession once a year unless we have a mortal sin that we've committed. And it, other than, you know, if you've committed a mortal sin, you must go as soon as possible. But if not, there really aren't any guidelines about when do we have to go. But Lent is a wonderful time to go. And it's also a time where churches often make it a little bit easier for you to go. Like they might bring in a bunch of priests so that you can have a huge amount of confessions going on at the same time. And that kind of makes things go a little bit faster. You typically do a general act of contrition so that you don't have to do your own act of contrition in front of the priest. Um, And it's just a time that people are really thinking more about going to confession and making a little bit more of an effort and to avoid the near occasion of sin, which is one of my favorite lines in um, the act of confession. The 40 days of Lent themselves are meant to remind us of the 40 days that Jesus spent in the desert when he was fasting, he was praying, and he was being tempted by the devil to, you know, renounce who he was and, you know, take the easy road and all that stuff. And he didn't. He hung in there. We know the story. Um, but when he emerges from the desert after the 40 days, that's when he actually begins his ministry. So think of yourselves 
40 days from, from next Wednesday, when you go through the struggles and you, you resist the temptations of whatever you're going to give up for Lent or you're going to add in something that's going to challenge you, how are you going to emerge at the end of the 40 days? Like, are you going to be renewed in your spirit? Are you going to have, um, you know, maybe your, your love of motherhood is dwindling a little bit. It's hard. I know. So maybe we do something where we recommit ourselves to being wonderful mothers or wonderful spouses. And at the end of the 40 days, you know, it's a whole new marriage. It's a whole new motherhood. Or it's like you've, really spent 40 days praying, like, what are you calling me to do, God? And at the end of the 40 days, you're going to have a lot more clarity on what you're going to do. And just like Jesus set off on his mission and his ministry, you're going to set off on whatever you're called to do, whether it's in the same place, you know, still being a mom or still at the same place of employment, um, but just with a new renewed sense of spirit. So what can we do? I've got some tips for you. Um, to try to make this a very intentional Lenten season and so that it doesn't just fly by and we're, we wake up on Easter morning and we're like, well, we didn't really do anything. Like we didn't really challenge ourselves to get closer. We didn't really explain much to our kids. We didn't really like, no one would know that we were even Catholic. Okay. And I'm not like, super duper Catholic. I'm just like your regular Catholic mom just doing her best. But I got to say, doing this podcast is my own accountability because I do feel like, okay, I should try a little harder. Like if I'm talking about this stuff, I should be putting a little bit more effort into getting to church and, you know, being nicer to my family and really trying to be the woman that God's calling me to be. So here are some practical tips and tricks, because I know you guys always love the practical tight shit mama tips and tricks. So the very first thing I want you to do today is go find your church bulletin or go online and find your, usually your church website will have the bulletin there. Go on there and look at the mass schedule for next Wednesday, for Ash Wednesday. There's probably added masses in there, and they're usually like 25 minutes. Okay. It's like super fast mass. It's probably one before the kids go to school. There's probably one at lunchtime and there's probably one or two maybe in the evening. So look at the schedule and you have to plan for this because if you don't plan for this, you're going to be out and about at 10 o'clock in the morning and you're going to see a couple people with ashes at Starbucks on their forehead and you're like, oh man, it's Ash Wednesday. And you're going to totally forget, right? So put it on your calendar. Right now, today, what mass are you going to? Which one are you going to get the kids up earlier? Are you going to say, hey guys, it's Ash Wednesday. We're going to get out of bed. We're going to go to church as a family. Or are the kids getting mass at school and maybe you go at lunch um, at a church that's local to your, your office or something like that? Or are you going to have a later dinner and you're going to go at what would be dinner time. But you got to plan these things out because otherwise earthly things are going to get in the way. Sports and homework and things like that that on the grand scheme of life don't matter are going to get in the way of you getting to Ash Wednesday Mass. The second thing I want you to do is plan what's for dinner. Okay, like I never really deviate too far from my tight shit mama, like bullet points of like meal planning, budgeting, implementing routines, decluttering, all that stuff, right? 
So what's for dinner on Ash Wednesday? Because it's just another hurdle that you're going to have to cross on Ash Wednesday because you're throwing this kind of like, I guess you could kind of call it like a wrench into the plan. Like going to mass on a Wednesday is probably not your family's regular routine. So let's try to make the day as smooth as possible. What's for dinner? I know it's a day of fasting um, unless you're of a certain age. And I don't know those rules off the top of my head. So I'm going to trust that you can find those rules online if that applies to you. I know it's like if you're pregnant, if you're nursing, if you're sick, if you're of a certain age, you don't have to worry about fasting. But um, we all still fall under the category of we need to fast. So we'll probably have like really simple breakfast and lunch for the kids and maybe soup and bread for dinner. So get those ingredients in your house. Make sure you have everything so that you're not pulling drive through because remember, you can't eat meat on Wednesday, on Ash Wednesday. So make sure you've got a dinner plan in the works. Okay. Um, oh, the next thing, I think I've already touched on this a little bit, but what day is your church offering the big confession night? So go again, probably in your church bulletin and see what night they're going to offer that. If it's not a big night, see what night they do offer confessions. You may also have to check some neighboring parishes. I know we would always go to different churches to see like what time works for our family and stuff. So again, get it on the calendar, make it a big to do with the kids. Um, especially if your little ones are, they've just had, um, first penance and, you know, you, first Holy Communion in the past year or so, they're still super excited to go to confession. So like keep that flame alive in them. And, you know, hopefully your priests are all loving and kind and patient with you. Um, that seems to be the way nowadays. Um, I've never had like a really bad encounter in confession or anything like that. I've had one situation where I was kind of like, but, um, for the most part, they're loving and kind and, um, it's, it's really wonderful. And that's a wonderful night to go out to dinner as a family to celebrate like, all right, clean slate. And I'll tell you what, your kids are going to be on their best behavior because they've got that clean slate. So they're not going to want to ruin it right away. So you might get a nice dinner out and maybe even a nice breakfast in the morning with the kids coming down and just say like, Hey, remember you just went to confession. Let's try to keep it clean. Keep it clean. All right. Now the final thing, um, for the tips and tricks for, um, the Lenten season is, again, plan ahead. What are you doing for Easter Sunday? Are you going to host it? If so, you know, um, what mass are you going to attend so that you can make sure that the meal is going to be ready while you can still get to mass? You know, like, there's really no point in having this big, wonderful celebration meal and egg hunt and all the things that go with Easter if you're not going to mass. And it is the holiest day of our year. So really, really make an effort to get to Mass on Easter Sunday. Um, and, you know, it just, again, with the Tight Chip Mama tips and tricks, like, just make sure you're spending the next 40 days budgeting for the food. You know, it's it's kind of like another Christmas. Like, there's outfits involved. There's meals involved. There might be travel involved. Um, there might be decorating involved. I know I do the cascarones where we blow out the eggs and then the kids dye the eggs and I stuff them with confetti and then that's our egg hunt on Easter morning. So I begin, if I, if I want to have enough eggs by Easter Sunday, 
every egg that we eat from Ash Wednesday until Easter Sunday, I am blowing out. So um, I can attach an old video, I think, for you um, of me making the cascaronis, if that sounds like something fun for you. But it's another way to kind of show the kids the build-up to Easter because the pile of eggs gets higher and higher as we get closer to Easter and the kids get all excited that they're going to decorate them and then they fill them and then the Easter bunny hides them. All right, lastly, here we go. This is my big announcement. So I really want to hold myself accountable. I want to stretch myself this, this Lenten season to see if I can be the best woman that God is calling me to be personally. And I thought I would offer it to all of you to see like, who wants to come on this journey through Lent with me? So this is what I'm going to be offering. Um, it's going to be a, I don't know, I don't really have like a cute name for it. It's really just a Lenten prayer program that I'm going to be offering. It's going to be $20, so it's going to be less than a dollar a day, and it's going to be super easy, but it's going to hold us all accountable. So it's going to be Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, because I think 5 a.m., we are all still probably at home for the most part. Maybe your kids aren't even awake yet. So it's going to be the quiet hours of the morning. We are going to begin every day with a rosary. I anticipate that the entire thing each day is going to be no longer than a half an hour. So a rosary is about 20 minutes, and then we're going to have some other accountability um, kind of bullet points that we are going to work through throughout every single day. So what I'm going to do to incorporate the tight ship mama stuff is every single day I'm going to ask you to declutter one item. So even if we're not meeting on the weekends, I still want you to do one item. So at the end of Lent, you'll have 40 items gone from your home. I want you to track your spending every single day. You don't have to do a budget. You don't have to. I'm not going to pressure you to do anything else. I just want you to be aware of where your money is going and start planting the seeds of these really good habits. Um, I want you to, you know, when Jesus was in the desert for 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. So every single day we're tempted by something. So can you give up that thing that tempts you? For me, it's going to be alcohol. So every single morning, we're going to check in. Did I stay away from the alcohol the night before? Did I track my spending? Did I declutter one item? We're going to check in every morning on these things, and it's going to be very quick. We're not going to dilly-dally and chit-chat too long because I know people have kids to wake up and get to work. So I'm going to respect your time for that. Um, and then I want you to add in one other thing that is in the category of either fitness, fun, or friendship. So you don't have to commit to one thing for the entire time of the program. You could say like, oh, well, yesterday I had coffee with a friend that I hadn't seen in a while. Cool. Check it off. Or yesterday I went for a walk with my dog. Cool. Check it off. Or yesterday I played a game with my kids and I just let myself have fun with them and we just went to the playground or we did that. We did something fun. So that's going to be your free choice. So it's going to be daily rosary, declutter one item per day, track your spending, 
give up something that tempts you, and then add in one thing of your choice under fitness, fun, or friendship. So if you are interested in coming along with me on that journey, I will be here every morning at 5 a.m., Monday through Friday, and the sign-up for that will be in the show notes below. So I just want to finish with this one little thought um, that I I remember when I worked in this little shop after college, or during college actually, she sold a silver pine cone, and I thought it was pretty, and it was kind of an ornament that you would hang on your Christmas tree, and I just thought it was pretty. Didn't think anything else other than it was pretty, and she was just really into this pine cone, and I was like, what's the deal with the pine cone? And she said, well, I just love what a pine cone represents, because a pine cone If you ever look at them when they're on the tree, they're very tight. And a pine cone, if you didn't know, for the seeds to be released, there has to be a forest fire. And when there is a forest fire, it heats up the pine cone and the, I don't know what you call the little sections of the pine cone, kind of the flower of it, I guess, it opens up. And that's when the seeds drop out and they can be planted and they can begin to germinate in the soil. And then, of course, after the fire comes the rain and the the sunshine will eventually come out. And that's when new forest and new growth emerges. And that's exactly what I intend for myself and what I would love to invite you to do for the next 40 days beginning next Wednesday is come on this journey of walking through maybe a little bit of tougher times, challenging ourselves, but then emerging on Easter morning like new growth, new women, and really stepping into who we're called to be. Thank you so much for your time today, and I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. And then if you're interested in making cascarones, I will hopefully remember to put that video in the show notes and I will also put in the show notes the link that you can sign up for the, the I don't know what you want to call it, the, print, the Lenten Prayer Accountability Group. All right, guys. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.